How much wood could you chop if you chopped wood? Why don't you ask the wood enthusiasts? Welcome back. This is Larry Woodstone, and we're so excited to have you back. It's been so much, there's been so much time since our last podcast, and here, right off the hoop, I've got Gary with us, as I always do. Gary. Yeah, hi. Gary, happy holidays. It would be happy, but John Coleman died recently. Oh, Gary. But you know what? You know what John would want, Gary? John would want you out in the woods chopping down trees and really just carving. You know, something about John, and, and you know, for the people who are part of the wood enthusiast community, um, they know that John was, uh, you know, he was an avid carver. And that's something he always said. Mm-hmm. He'd say, he'd say, Gary, you know, Gary and Larry, you guys got to come out with me to the bush. We gotta cut down some softwood and carve. That's what he would say, Gary. Yeah. That's what he would say. He so, would. in the spirit of John, you know, even before we, even before we get in this episode, but in, in the spirit uh-huh. of John, I say, you know, let's get our whittling knives and let's carve. Let's carve. Let's carve this season into 2019. <laughs> is is kind of what I'm trying to say. That's so wise. That's a very beautiful tribute to a well-known TV meteorologist. It's 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 you know. It, it's an experience. It's an experience knowing someone like John, and and I know going into the yeah. holiday season, I want to say to myself, you know, John's someone that I'm, you know, I'm I'm barely going to remember because I didn't have a lot of interactions with him, but uh, but he's, you know, he is someone that passed away. Yeah, yeah, he did. And these are these are you know these are tough subjects. It sounds to me, Gary, like you've got the sniffles. It just, yeah, it's been a mix of emotions today. So, sounds anyways, like you, it's sound, good. It's good seeing you. Sounds like you've got a bit of. Or, it sounds like you got some sniffles there, Gary. I have a four and a half month and a twenty month year old, and uh, they got the poops and the coughs. Oh, they've got slippy poops. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. Gary, you, your prop, your house is probably just in disarray. Mm-hmm. It's it's a rough one, Larry. It's- Look at that crane. That is one naughty piece of wood. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Sniff that lumber, Gary. Sniff it. Molasses. Sweet, sassy molasses. Well, tell me about the new bench, Gary. Uh, I know you said, you said, Larry, I don't mind doing a podcast. Get the guys together, get the executive producers, get the producers, get the writers, get the screenplays, you know, get the set yep. designers, get everybody, get the mics, get everything set up, and I'll do it. You said that. You said you'll do this, but <laughs> you said you want to get, you want to, you know, no pulling punches. You want to get, you know, right to the quick, you know. So mm-hmm. tell me about the bench, Gary. Tell me about the bench, Gary. Well, it's, yeah, it's, um, it's curved at a 42 and uh, held with a nice, firm, uh, pine with a maple backing Gary, and it said, can hold Gary, quite Gary, a bit of ash Gary it sounds like you said you curved it at 42 on purpose so did you go wet mm-hmm. wood did you go wet wood and curve it Gary I did actually um it, I used uh I used Heinz ketchup bottles 
Oh, this is that sounds like a new technique, Gary. I don't like Heinz, Gary. Oh. I like French's. I'm more of a French's ketchup person because because of how much they they support the Canadian economy. No, it's a better taste. It's actually <laughs> we've done some studies on it, Gary, and it's a better taste. But you know what? This isn't ketchup enthusiasts. This is with enthusiasts. So. So that That's bench, right. Gary, um, and for the people that don't know, <laughs> and at this stage of the game, I can't imagine someone that doesn't know. But Gary, uh, you've had your bench highlighted in multiple magazines in the past two months, mm-hmm. and part of the reason we've been off air. And I know Gary. Yeah. Gary can speak to this. And Nance, <laughs> you know Gary's wife, Nancy. I, I call her Nancy. I've been calling her Nancy for years and 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 years. years. But uh, you know they've been on the road. They've been very very busy. They've been well. You've been touring. Larry, do you want to uh, – I just need to jump in there. Um, you're right. This bench has been in a lot of uh, newspapers and magazines. Media and, uh, media sources, you know media outlets. I, media outlets, it sounds like. That's right. Do you know what I like to call that, though? Nance and I joke around a lot about it. You, what do you call that's, it, Gary? That's my uh, bench press. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's cla- I'm drooling here, Gary. That's classic Gary. That's classic, Gary. I'm yep. drooling. Hey, Gary, I'm drooling. <laughs> I drooled. I, I drooled a little you. bit on the laptop. I oh, um, I knew I'd get you on that one. Yeah, that's that's. But that's so classic, Gary. You know, that's the yeah. kind of, that's the kind of reason that we that I say. You know, you know, obviously, Gary. Obviously, Gary. I've been saying for years that you, you know you're one of the wisest people I've ever met. And, and you know that, well, Gary. You know that. I mean, this is new. This is news. <laughs> this is some forefront right. news. But Gary, something that some people don't know is the amount of wisdom. But all, not only that, but the amount of comedy. I mean, you've been working for you've been working for decades on some of your jokes, Gary. Yeah, and some of you know some of your jokes. We'll go in, we'll go into the public setting. Obviously, um, back you know back to the podcast here. Uh, we've been doing a lot of touring in the last few months, and we've been doing a lot of speaking engagements. And we've been doing, you know, it, um, you know, people have called us you know kind of kind of a B a B class celebrity. And some people say, you know, oh, you know, Gary, he's he's like Nick Cage. You know, he's kind of the same, he's kind of the same celebrity as Nick Cage, and that's what they've been saying about Gary and and me and John Travolta. And I said, you know, I said I don't believe the who, you know, I don't believe that hooky walk stuff that he believes in with that Scientology, you know, nonsense. No. But you know, no. you know, but I've seen a few of I've seen a few of his flicks. You know, I've seen a few of his movies, and he's a good actor. You know, he's a pretty good actor, Gary. So I don't mind I don't mind the comparison. But what I was saying, Gary. We're, we're going on stages, and Gary's kind of been yeah. cracking, cracking some of his jokes, and people don't laugh, but I, I think it's because the humor is, it's kind of so far past uh, people's understanding. It's kind of next realm, and that's what I call it, Gary. I've been saying that for years. It's next realm. Yeah, well, you know, Stephanie, she, she was, you know, she's been on our team for at least six months now, and she's, oh, yeah. she's been a wonderful, wonderful addition to the team, Gary. Um, she's kind of had to fix, <laughs> fix, you know, fill in the gaps where other people are lacking because, you know, Paul's been, Paul hasn't been up to his, his normal self ever since the incident. Um, you know, we barely, we barely even see him. He never even comes out. Yeah. You're, still, you're still paying him a full bill, but we never even see him. He, uh, he, well, you know, you know, you're still signing you the paychecks, Gary. You're still signing the you know paychecks. Yeah, but you always call him uh, LBL, and uh, I I actually now agree with you on that. Yeah, one. He's, no, he is a lunch bag letdown, and and just for the people, you know, just for the people that uh, you know don't know the expression, Gary. Um, mm. As a child, when I grew up, you know, there we we went <laughs> Gary. Nowadays they have plastic school lunch boxes, but back in the day we had lunch bags. We had little brown bags, and Gary, I know you yep. know that. Um, you know, you know that I whittled my own. You whittled well. He you whittled your own your own, your own lunch pail. Really, it was a wooden yeah. pail. 
But I, so we would pull out our bags and, and the teacher was, she'd say, you know, Oh, come on, Larry, time to go for, you know, time to go for recess. Grab your lunch bag and grab a snack. And you, you know, she'd say that. She'd say, grab a snack. So I'd open my lunch bag. And, and by that time, Gary, I hadn't even checked my lunch before. You know, I hadn't checked it because, you know, mother packs it and she sends it away with you. And, you, you, you know, you put it in your book bag and you go to school. So what would happen is I'd open my lunch bag and, and it, it would either be a wonderful day. You know, you maybe get a little, a little, you know, kind of a sweet snack surprise. Or it'd be, you know, or you'd, or you'd get a, you know, half open, <laughs> half open can of tuna with a slice of cheese. And that would be a lunch bag letdown. So sometimes when I reference Paul as an LBL, and that's a direct reference to lunch bag letdown, it's because, you know, I'm looking in the bag and there's nothing there, nothing but a, you know, a pile of rubbish, really, is what it is. And Paul, and, and finally, Gary, you're, you're, you know, you're finally on our team and you're saying, you know, Paul, you, you need to start pulling your weight. And, you know, you're still paying him full salary, which, which I've struggled with. And you know that. You know that. I've said that too for, you know, weeks and 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 weeks, and weeks, and weeks, and weeks Gary. I've said that for weeks. Yeah, but we have a contractual yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, you know, he's not holding up his end of the bargain. So he's, you know, he's, if anything, if anything, he's breaking contracts. So, but mm-hmm. Gary, I wanted to get back to this, um, to our touring. Um, and, and, and Gary, uh, unfortunately, you know, the Junos called the Junos. The, the, so, so people that are in the, you know, all over the world may not know what Junos Alaska? are. Alaska? They, they might not know what Junos are. No, not Juno, Alaska. Junos, the uh-huh. awards, the awards, uh, the awards ceremony from the Canadian music industry. Um, oh, oh! You know what we say about that, Larry? What do you say about that? Do you Kevin? know about the Junos? Oh my goodness, Gary! You're pulling. One of, are you pulling one of your pranks? I uh, yeah. Gary, is that one so, of your Gary? Is that one of your pranks? Yeah. Well, so so that's one of Gary's pranks, guys. <laughs> our audience, our audience is probably. You know what? We might as well just waste some space here because they're probably chuckling, rolling their rolling their shoulders to more <laughs> of Gary's pranks. So, yeah. Gary's knocking. Gary, Gary's knocking. That's what they call Gary the Babe Roof of jokes. He's knocking him out of the park. That's what, that's what he does. So, you know, like I was saying, uh, Gary, and you, and you know this, we've talked about it, and unfortunately we can't do it, but the Junos called and asked us to host. They asked us to MC. Yeah. You know, some of our fame and some of our celebrity and some of our, you know, our Canadian status. They've Since the us, POTS episode, for sure. Well, it's really, it's kind of grown out of, out of proportion. Uh, and Gary, yeah. Gary and Nance just said it's it's too much. Enough is enough. We've been mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been in the public eye for a long time. We want to kind of sulk away back into our woods and let kind of let the winter take over. And Gary's, you yep. know, Gary lives in Muskoka, don't you, Gary? I do. How much snow do you have there, Gary? About four. You yeah, want? it's about it was about a four and two, but we're at a four now. You're at about a four and two, not too long ago. It sounds like Gary. That's right. So we're we don't have any snow, Gary. We we have none. none. We're, we're at we're at a thirteen. None. We're at a thirteen. We have none. Um, wow. And we have <coughs> we have nothing but green grass and and you know and slippery slopes here. And and my kids like to to toboggan. You know, next door is there, there's a hill. There's a toboggan hill, but it's just slippery slopes and mud. So unfortunately, well, we got looks, slippery poops. It looks yeah. You guys got a house full of it. Yep. Smelly diapers. Um, so like I was saying, um, actually, you know what, before we go on to this, because it's going to get pretty heavy, it's going to be very serious, it's going to be very serious, Gary, we're going to take a quick commercial break, okay, so just give us one moment and we'll be right back with Wood Enthusiasts. Wood, if you stop to think of it, has been man's best friend in the world. It held him in his cradle. Went to war as the gunstock in his hand was the frame of the bed he came to rejoicing. The log upon his hearth when he was cold and will make him 
his last long home. Make sure to follow Larry at Wood Enthusiasts on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you so much for coming back. It's been such a it's been such a long time, Gary, since we've done this. I kind of forgot what commercial breaks were like, and we, uh, as, as Gary knows, and as some of our team knows, we have you know so many products just kind of clamoring to get a, to get a spot on the show, Gary. Yeah. Um, That's right. We can't you know we can't do it all, um, but uh, you know uh, we get a little bit extra money if we, if we speak directly about a topic so or about a product. And Gary, I wanted to say, uh, if you want to fill, fulfill any of your tool needs or any of your tool desires, please consider DeWalt. Anyway, you don't use DeWalt. You use stop it, Gary. Oh, Gary, it's a commer- This is a, a this is a, com- a commercial spot. Oh. So, so thank you guys for joining us. We're so excited to have you guys back here. And we've got a lot of topics today because as the Wood Enthusiast community, we've, we've been taking a break because we've been touring. Uh, and Gary, Gary and Nancy and, and myself and Bernice, my wife, you know, my wife, Bernice, we've been touring. And I was out, actually, Gary, I was out a few nights ago. I was at a dress shop. I was buying some clothes for Bernice. Uh, I like to buy her dresses. And, and you know that, Gary. I, I like to go shopping yep. and, and buy pantyhose and dresses and kind of pick them out for her. Um, and when we were out... We, we bumped into a few of our friends, and one of them uh, was an old friend, an old friend, uh, Gary, and I know you're going to be excited to hear that we've been talking, but I bumped into Bernard. Bernard, Bernie. Bernie. Bernie's, you know, he's kind of, as they say, he's back on the market. Um, he's, wow. He has recently decided to retire. <gasps> isn't right. he only like, he's young, isn't he's, he? He's 37 years old and he's retired. He just retired. Bernie wow. Bernie retired wow. because he said, you know what he said? He said, I don't have enough time for woodworking. I don't, I, don't, I don't have enough time for my hobbies. And one of his biggest hobbies is woodworking. What a what a gem. He's yeah, a, he's well, a he's a gem in a limestone, you know. Well, he's you know, he's been very wise. He's been very wise with his money and he he buys only the finest grains and he's bought um so many, so many, so many, so wow. many hardwoods uh, over the past decade that I've known that I've known him, Gary, and you've known him longer than I have. But, uh, you know, I go to his house and I just see his walls are just lined with, you know, just, they're just giant, you know, slabs of, of live edge hardwood that are just leaning against all of his walls. And because of that, that because of that, he's able to retire. And I think that's been, that's incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of him. When I, when I speak of it, I speak fondly because I'm so proud of him. Bernie might be able to help you uh, run in the next election, no? Well, we, you know, I, I talked to him because of, you know, his, his amount of uh, intelligence. Gary, that's something you that's something you've pointed out is how intelligent he is. I said, you know, you'd you'd be really good at helping me run my campaign, but um, you know, before we go any further, I don't Gary, I don't think the people here know exactly what I'm talking about. So is it a is, Well um, you, you kind of sprung it, you know, we're a little bit live and you know, Paul not being here, we can't delete any of these little, you know, any any of the, any of these little errors. We can't delete the mistakes. Cause Stephanie doesn't know how to run the programs. You know, she's here, she's always here, she's so supportive. But uh, I am thinking about running for town council, and this is something yeah. that, you know, it's it's tough because of my celebrity. It's kind of a shoo-in. You know, it's kind of a shoo-in for me because of how famous I've gotten, you know, kind of globally, internationally, because of the Wood Enthusiast community and the podcast. Uh, but I've been thinking about wanting to make some change in, in, our, in our local, you know, in our local areas. So we're going to be kind of uh, uh, running for town council in Utterson, and that's, you know, that's in 2019. I'm not re- Well, I guess I, I don't have to move. I'm not ready to do that yet, Gary. Not ready to do that yet, Gary. I've got some work to do still. I've got some signs to make, and we've got some 
some strategies to develop. And I think Bernie's going to be part of that. Uh, not Bernie, my wife, but Bernie Bernard. You know, Bernie Bernard. I got to make sure make sure people don't get Bernice and Bernard mixed up when I call them both Bernies. I have an idea, Larry. We can cut a whole bunch of trees out. Okay, back. thank you guys so um, much. We're going to have another commercial break, and uh, oh. we'll be right back to you. Thanks very much. Okay. Sleepers, a poem by David Black. A sleeper, they used to call it. Four passes with the giant round saw, and you had a cross tie. Seven inches by nine of white oak. At 200 pounds, nearly twice my weight. Ready to break, finger or toe. Like coffin lids, these leftover slabs. Their new sawn faces turned gold and brown as my own in the hot Virginia sun, drying toward the winter and the wood saw. And on the day of that chore, I turned over a good thick one looking for a balance point and roused a three-foot copperhead, gold and brown like the wood. Disdaining the shoe, it muscled across, each rib distant each rib distinct as a needle-stitching leather, heavy on my foot as a cross-tie. David Black and Sleepers So welcome back. We're so glad. Again, we're so glad this is our second commercial break. And, you know, the producers, Gary, want us to have 12 commercial breaks. And I said, no. I said, this is about the wood. You know, this show is not. this show is not about, you know, all the fame and all the press and all the money. This this show's about wood, you know. I've got other avenues, well, Gary. I've got other avenues where I can where I can do the fame thing, you know. That's right. But this is yeah, about I was wood. Mention that. And Gary, I wanted to give you an idea. Um, something I've been doing on the internet was is kind of you know uh, spewing out my ideas. You know, there's, I got mm. some really nice ideas. When I say spew, it's another word for like kind of vomit, kind of barf, you know. So I kind of have some of these ideas that I've been putting on the internet, and. Uh, okay. And I, I don't want to give too much away because, Gary, obviously we're going to exchange gifts. It's Christmas time. We're going to exchange gifts. But uh, yeah. one of the ideas I had, Gary, was I got I got a couple of my hand planers. And I went real thin. Okay? So I brought that blade wow. in real niche. I brought it in real niche, real close to the baseline, and I'm hauling this thing thin. Okay? You got to understand that. You got to understand this. So I'm pulling in the blade. It's right at the baseline. I, I call it a nick crotch. It's right at the very base. And I'm planing these pieces of spruce. And this, wow. these pieces of wood that are coming off, I mean, Gary, they're three or four feet long at times. Like, you know, I'll wow. take I'll take a three or four foot piece of wood and I'll plant it right to the, you know, nip to nip. And I'm getting these slices of wood unencumbered. So what I've been doing, Gary, is I've been using that to wrap, wrap my presents. That's very smart. <laughs> wow. Listen to this, Gary. I've been taking pieces of plain wood and wrapping, wrapping gifts with it, Gary. That's a genius thing to do. And you know what, Gary? What's that? I've been taking these little pucks of uh, of of, um, of sap from pine. You know, you, you know, you get little bits of sap that come out. That it gets oh, really absolutely. tacky. I've been I've been saving the little pups of, uh, pups of tack there, and I've been using that instead of tape. So literally, when you get your gift, it's going to be wrapped in spruce <laughs> and pine, and you're not you're not even going to want to open that thing. It's going to be it's going to smell so nice. I'm just going to rub, rub it. It's not it's not video games, Gary. I didn't get you video games. No. Nance said. No, I'm, Nance said. Dude, Nance said. Once you get him started on video games. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna rub one. 
for the the scent, the rub fresh. Yeah, but I think inside inside the spruce, it's not a video game, Gary. Nancy said I couldn't. You know, you tried to get you tried to get me to get you a video games. Nancy said I couldn't. I wanted do it. Pac-Man. Yeah, Nancy said I. Nancy said we weren't allowed to get video games free this year, Gary. You got okay. you've got too many kids now, Gary. Okay. Hey, Mr. Gilbert. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Gilbert, you got too many kids now. Hey, I want to I want to tell our uh, listeners about something interesting that I don't think they've ever known about trees. The reason we have uh, green leaves on trees. Oh my goodness, can I, can Gary! I tell them oh my that? goodness, Gary! I'm really excited about this fun fact. It sounds like we got a fun fact. Let's let's uh, let's do a fun fact segment with Gary Gilbert. Don't know. Fun Wouldn't you like to know the things? Fun You think you know, but you don't know. Fun Wouldn't you like to know all things about wood? Leaves are green because of chlorophyll. Oh my goodness! What a f- <gasps> Gary, you are so full of facts, and that's one of my favorite parts about Gary. It's not only you know, it's not only your face, Gary. Obviously, I like your face, but it's also your 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 the amount of facts you have, Gary. Thank you. Um, I want everybody to have knowledge. Uh, so, Gary, uh, I just I want <laughs> I want to ask you a few little questions. So, tell me a little bit about Holly. Um, yeah, she, uh... No, no, Gary, she's my neighbor. no, Holly, the, uh, the plant. The bush, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, mistletoe is, uh, actually the English common name for most, um... That's... Gary, I don't think that's Holly, Gary. It's Gilbert. Yeah. I don't think Holly and mistletoe... Are, are they the same thing, Mr. Gilbert? Are Holly and mistletoe uh, the same yeah. thing, Mr. Gilbert? Yeah, Holly is uh, mistletoe. Wow. Yeah, Gilbert. It's a hemiparasitic plant. So. Oh, deep side of heaven. I never knew that, Miss Gilbert. Well, now you do. Um, so they're usually attached to the, the host of the it's tree. Boring. Uh, Mr. Gilbert. Uh, sorry, I had to, <laughs> I had to cut this off here. Uh, Mr. Gilbert, you're just talking. We're just we're just off. We were off mic for a second because we had to deal with some technical issues. And I'm sorry about that, yeah. Gary. I'm sorry about that, Gary. Um, and you, you well, mentioned something about chips. So tell me, tell the audience what we we're talking about, Gary, because I think this is actually really interesting information. I'm getting very upset about things. Why yeah, is it you, that you snacks? Oft, you often get upset about are, things, Gary. You often get I'm upset sorry? about that. You often get upset about things, Gary. I'm very angry about this. Why? Why? Why are snacks always in material that? Is so loud that makes people look at you like, why are you eating snacks? Gary, is this getting you upset or are you angry? Is this a, is it upsetting or is this ang- are you getting angry, Gary? I'm getting angry. You think snack bags are a little too loud, don't you, Gary? Yeah, I want to snack in quiet, but I, I crinkle a bag and people look at me. It sounds like you want peaceful snacking. You don't want to, you don't want anybody to know you're snacking. That's right. W- wings don't come in bags. If you get some uh, buffalo chicken wings. Those are quiet snacks. Yeah, but snack is like chips. Well, aren't, aren't wings snacks, Gary? No, they're meals. Well, that's a, that's a full meal. Sometimes I go just sometimes you and me just go for a snack. 
Appetizers. 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 But not snacks. Snacks crinkle. All snacks crinkle? Chocolate bars, chips, gum. Oh, Gary, you're getting my salivating glands going again, Gary. You know how much I like snacks, Gary. I do. We're so pleased, and and Gary and and myself and our writing team and our staff and our crew and our producers and some of our linesmen and our mic people, and we're just so pleased to have... um, you know, have Josh, Reverend Josh Friend, be part of this, Gary. Be, yeah. Kind of be part of this whole, this whole experience, this whole podcast experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been waiting on this one, Gary, and I haven't showed you this, and I haven't showed the writers, the producers yet, because Gary, or uh, sorry, uh, Reverend Josh Friend did this out in Alberta, you know, and that's quite a ways away from where we are, you know, a few days away. And he had some of his crew and some of his production staff, and I and I flew, shi- I, I flew Stephanie up just just to set the you know set the stage. Give him a little design where he, where he is and make sure he feels at home. But are the Clutterbucks covering that cost? Well, yeah, it's it's be, it's being covered. It's being covered. It's being it's being covered as, as one of the expenses. It's, it's one of the costs. So Have you that, heard from Glenn? Gary, you know Gary, you know we're 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 legally not allowed to talk about that right yet. You yep. know that, Gary. Sorry, I mean, we're just gonna have you just to just remind We I can't I can't delete. I told you that Paul's not here, so we can't delete anything. So you gotta we can't do this, Gary. We can't. You do can't. That. Gary, Gary, it's not a tape, Gary. It's digital. It's not a tape, Gary. You're starting to sound Uh like an idiot, Gary. Anyways, we're so sorry. Um, As you know, Stephanie's over in Alberta. She's setting up the set design. She's working with Josh and Pastor Reverend Josh Friend. And he has sent me an absolutely incredible clip. And he sent me, and this is something I've been saving, kind of waiting for the Christmas, kind of the Christmas episode. And that's a Robert Frost poem. Did you hear that, Gary? Gary? Yep. Yeah, it's a Robert Frost poem, Gary. Robert Frost. Yep. Oh, that's very uh, poignant for being Christmas. Well, I have a very special connection to Robert Frost, and as you know, I used to live in the Yukon, and Robert Frost comes from there, and he, you know, he has he has portraits and he has um, you know poems all over the Yukon on buildings and you know sides of buildings and and, and uh, you know I took you up to Dawson, and I know I know yes, you were up in did. Dawson, and we went up and saw on the side of one of the buildings. There is this incredible, beautiful, 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 beautiful poem uh, by Robert Frost, and it's it's called it's it's about the Yukon, Gary, and you know that you know that I've already we've already discussed this before multiple times. Uh, yep. So I just wanted to say I said to, I said to Mr. Friend I said, I'm not using this right away you know you know I'm not using this right away I'm saving it for the right episode, and and Gary when we were off air you said this isn't a very good episode and I agreed with you I said we <laughs> the the content's pretty low because well because we're drained aren't we Gary. Mm-hmm. We're tired. We've been. But you know what I call Robert Frost's poems? Po- well, I'm assuming poems. I'm just assuming you call them poems, Gary. No, I call them Frost lines. But and that that's kind of a is that one of those jokes that I'll get later, Gary? Yeah. So you'll I'll th- get it. I'll, I'll think about this one, Gary, and I'll get it later. It's probably going to be so good. It's probably going to be so good. I'm going to rewind it like three or four times, Gary. Your jokes are always so okay. over everybody's head. That's that's one of the things that people brag about when they talk about you, that your jokes are so over their head. Um, Still get it. Most people don't get them. And I think, and I say, well, that's why I know he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. And probably, you know, statistically speaking, one of the top three funniest people in Canada. You'll get it. Now, in, in, in the right amount of time, I'll get that. But before we do go any further, I want to share with you this poem by Mr. Josh Friend, but written by Sir Robert Frost.
Robert Frost's Birches. When I see birches bend to left and right across the lines of straighter, darker trees, I like to think some boy's been swinging them. But swinging doesn't bend them down to stay as ice storms do. Often, you must have seen them loaded with ice a sunny winter morning after a rain. They click upon themselves as the breeze rises and turn many colored as the stir cracks and crazes their enamel. Soon the sun's warmth makes them shed crystal shells, shattering and avalanching on the snow crust, such heaps of broken glass to sweep away, you'd think the inner dome of heaven had fallen. You'd think the inner dome of heaven had fallen. They are dragged to the withered bracken by the load, and they seem not to break, though once they are bowed for so long, they never right themselves. You may see their trunks arching in the woods years afterwards, trailing their leaves on the ground like girls on hands and knees that throw their hair before them over their heads to dry in the sun. But I was going to say, when Truth broke in with all her matter-of-fact about the ice storm, I should prefer to have some boy bend them as he went out and in to fetch the cows. Some boy too far from town to learn baseball, whose only play was that he found himself summer or winter and could play alone. One by one, he subdued his father's trees by riding them down over and over again until he took the stiffness out of them. And not one but hung limp, not one was left for him to conquer. He learned all there was to learn about not launching out too soon and so not carrying the tree away clear to the ground. He always kept his poise to the top branches, climbing carefully with the same pains you might use to fill a cup up to the brim and even above the brim. Then he flung outward, feet first, with a swish, kicking his way down through the air to the ground. So was I once myself, a swinger of birches. And so I dream of going back to be. It's when I'm weary of considerations, and life is too much with the pathless wood, where your face burns and tickles with the cobwebs, broken cross it. And one eye is weeping from a twig's having lashed across it open. I'd like to get away from earth a while, and then come back to it and begin over. May no fate willfully misunderstand me and half grant what I wish and snatch me away not to return. Earth's the right place for love. I don't know where it's likely to go better. I'd like to go by climbing a birch tree and climb black branches up a snow-white trunk toward heaven till the tree could bear no more, but dipped its top and set me down again. That would be good both going and coming back. One could do worse than be a swinger of birches.
Robert Frost. What do you spray your tree with? Oh, sorry, Gary. Uh, that's right. That's your line. But we just got a we got an intro back from the poem. We just we had a very emotional poem there, Gary. And uh, there's a lot of emotions, yes. and people need a moment just kind of to debrief. So let's just let's just give it a moment here. That was something. That was something else. Wasn't that a beautiful poem? It was gorgeous. It was, it was heavy hitting. Um, they were the, they were great frost lines. Well, there, there it goes again with one of those jokes that I'll probably I'll probably understand a little bit later. Um, so, Gary, tell me uh, our last segment here, um, and this is something that the writers really wanted to emphasize. They wanted us to talk about this, and and it, it starts. It kind of goes off from the question you first asked. So, why don't you ask that question again, Gary? Well, I want to know what you spray your tree with. That's an amazing question, uh, and I'm going to answer for two people. Okay, um, I told you before we're not going to discuss the case with Mr. Clutterbucks. But I am going to That's discuss right. uh, some of the things that he does. And Mr. Clutterbucks does not spray his trees. <sighs> I don't understand and it. Gary, I want to be honest with you. I absolutely do. I use pesticides yeah. and I use... And you, you, do you know why I use that, Gary? Why, why do you use it? Well, because of science. Because of research and because of people in the field that have been, that have been studying this for decades. And if, if not decades, then years and 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 years. They've been studying... That has been studying disease, okay, Gary, and disease yep. can affect our trees. And and what the last thing we want is wood enthusiasts in the wood enthusiast community. The last thing we want is our trees being diseased and and you know viruses and and bugs and and holes and weaknesses and you know and kind of those light foam trees that you find that are laying on the side of the on the side of the road that kind of explode when they fall because because they weren't protected, Gary. Right. Now, I'm with you 100% on this, but because this is a talk show, we need to bring up the other side. So well, I'm it's not a talk play, show, Gary. Uh, it's not a talk show, Gary. It's a podcast. It's a podcast, Gary. It's not a talk show. This isn't Jerry Springer, Gary. Well, I feel like it is sometimes because the issues are so ludicrous. It's a podcast. But... On this on this side, what about the argument that says, let the tree fend for itself and it'll protect itself against diseases? Well, even, and worse, even worse, Gary, some people are saying pesticides create those diseases. Some rare, you know, they say out of a million trees, one of them is going to get, you know, some, some rare deficiency. <laughs> and I said, and I said, this, this is ridiculous. You know, we have science. Sounds like tomfoolery. Yeah, you know, we have science. We have, we have 1,000 million, you know, you know, doctors, tree doctors. Um, that are saying, hey, we need to use these pesticides. We need to do this. This is what we're doing. This is how we're getting along. Because there's diseases out there, Gary. Diseases yeah. you're aware of, Gary. Yeah. And well, you, I'm not going to bring it up, but Edna looked at me the other day and said, how could you spray your tree? Well, do you realize a, how badly I want to spray her? She's the most mild barbecue sauce you're ever going to meet is what that, that yeah. one is. She's not even worth, she's not even worth dabbing it on your, on your, you know. On your taste buds, she's not even worth it, Gary. No, and have you, you see? Have you seen her, her whatever you want to call it in the front yard? I don't call that a tree. It's all withered and it's, it's dying, disgusting. and you can tell that there's bugs all through it and everything because she hasn't sprayed her tree, and it. You know, Gary is disgusting. This is interesting, Gary. Um, I was talking to Reverend Pastor Reverend Josh Friend, and he yeah. he mentioned a, a little bit of scripture to me that he was talking to me about, and he he mentioned the verse, "Don't throw your pearls before swine." 
Uh, and we had a long conversation about this, Gary, but I want to give, give me a second, Gary, if you don't mind. I, I want to talk to our listeners here. Yeah. There are lots of times where we need to stand up and we need to defend our tree rights. We need to, we need to defend our wood. And you know that, and I know that, and, and I know Gary, is, he's, he's right beside me here and he knows that. Uh, when it comes to pesticides, we need to use them. And the reason I bring up that verse is because there's going to be a few people out there, uh, kooks. You know, I, Gary, you call them kooks. And I call them, uh-huh. I call them vegans, you know, because they're, they're just as stupid and just as crazy. Uh, kooks are. Yep. So these kooks are out there and they're saying this, you know, this hippie kind of stuff that, you, you, you know, don't, don't pesticide your trees. You know, you're going to give them some sort of rare deficiency, they say. And I said, you know, Gary, I said, to, well, I said to Pastor Josh Friend, I said, you know, sometimes I just get myself caught up arguing with these people for days and days and days and days and days and days and, days and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and years and years and months. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. And you get caught up enough. arguing with these people. And uh, you know what he said? He said, you know, Larry, don't throw your pearls before swine. Christmas tree, Christmas tree. And I looked, I looked at him with the craziest look in my eyes, and I said, you know, I said, Pastor Fred and Friend Josh, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't have any pearls, and I certainly sure as heck don't have any swine. I know, I know Gary does out of the farm, but I don't have any swine. And he said, no, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a metaphor, which means don't waste all your time, you know, just kind of just just lambasting onto a stupid person. Don't waste your time talking to stupid people. You know, you waste a lot of time talking to stupid people. You're just you're just casting those pearls, the little you know the little nuggets of gold, which is what the show is basically. This whole this entire show is a bead of pearls, it's a bead of pearls. Mm-hmm. The entire time we spend the entire time giving out you know wads and wads and wads and wads and wads of wisdom, and these people are out here being idiots. You know, you got people like Glenn Clutterbuck watering adult trees, being an idiot, then refusing yeah. to do pesticides. <laughs> the guy doesn't even yeah. make it, he's trying to make these trees grow strong, and he refuses to do. You know, the only thing that we know that, you know, removes disease, Gary. Yeah. Hey, I'm with you on this one. So, Gary, you know, you're going to hear me say that a lot because I that that, that little verse from Scripture really touched me when I, it says, don't throw your pearls before swine. That's not literal. Yeah. That's not literal, Gary. I mean, no. I mean, in a literal sense, you know, don't don't throw actual pearls, you know, to, to the swine because they'll eat them and it'll just be a waste. That's kind of where the well, meta- that's, that's where the metaphor makes its money, really, isn't it? That well, absolutely. Did you know uh, Dolly Parton? Hey, you said Juno. You said Juno's. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like you want to do the Juno's, Gary. <laughs> and then you start talking about <laughs> Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's a singer too. It sounds like yeah. you want to do the Juno's. Well, I'm glad we could talk about that uh, topic. It's really been bugging me. Uh, I, I feel judged every time I plant a new tree, and it's a oh it's a young goodness. sapling, and you know I I choose to we soak it. Um, we just soak you it. Know. We soak it, Gary. Yeah, pesticides. We dose and, it. We just dose it. Dose it. Dose that yep. tree. Well, you know. Thank you for uh, being a friend. Like I always say, Gary. You know, like I always say, every time you plant a tree, put up a Canadian flag, put up a post at that spot, cement it in six feet deep. Put up a post, yep. fly that flag, and dose it in that sauce. Dose in that pesticide sauce. Christmas tree, Christmas tree. That's a guarantee. Yep. Every time, every every dang time you do that, it's a guarantee, Gary. It's a guarantee. Yep. It's a guarantee, Gary. Yep. Well, so. you know this. Uh, I I told Gary this was going to be quick because we've been on the road. <laughs> we've been on the road from you know from Nimrod to Timbuktu, just traveling, and we were up in Beaver Tail. We were having Beaver Tails the other night with you know some political. <laughs> I can't say who Gary. Obviously, I'm, I don't want to say who. So, but some political figures, both American and Canadian, yeah. some kind of some big timers. You know, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to say who it is, but 
let's just say uh, <laughs> they're wearing an American flag lapel <laughs> lapel pin. If that makes any, you know, if that makes any headway. No, it, yeah, but uh, you uh, got a few pointers for 2019. But uh, yeah, I got. I had to get some pointers, and 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 uh, you know, to be honest, I want to do them a favor. There, there's a lot of people that are kind of clamoring to meet us and saying, "Hey, I just want to, you know, I want, I want to get my, you know, I want to get my time in. You know, I want to get time with the boys. I want to get time in with the boys." They always say that, and, and I say, and I say, Glenn Clutterbuck, and they just say, "No, just the guys. You know, just the guys. You know, the four, the leading fathers, the leading fathers of the wooden thesis community, which is you and me, Gary, and you and me alone." <laughs> Tumbling. And I've been saying this for, I've been saying this for years. Um, it's just been you and me, Gary. And I'm, I'm, I am sorry for being a little off tonight. Uh, John Coleman, uh, his death is really, uh, sh- well, one thing know, I can say, me. one thing I can say about him is he may have, he may have talked about the wind and how windy it would be, but that sucker will put down his pesticides as fast as the fast as the cat's tail can fly. That's, That's right. Do. That's right. He Thank used you. Have, he used to have, it's helped me talking through, uh, everything tonight. He used to have open buckets of pesticides. And he'd say, you can drink that if you want, or I'm just going to douse up my tree. That's what he would say, Gary. Yep. And on that note. That's a good eulogy. <laughs> on that note, Gary, I just want to say happy holidays to all of our listeners. This is, it's been a long time coming. We've been almost maybe a little bit more than a month before we could be doing another episode. But because. And of, I want to see Merry Christmas. Oh, would you like to sing it, Gary? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Your turn. Let your heart be light from now on. From now on our troubles, troubles will be out of sight. Here we are, as in golden days. Happy golden days of yours. Faithful friends. Who are dear to us Gather near to us Once more Oh my goodness Those songs, Gary, they bring me back to 1997 Like you wouldn't believe Your voice is just gorgeous It just takes me to 1997, Gary You know, know, with the Counting Crows Remember that night? Remember that night with the Counting Crows? That was, what was I think that was the year before they released uh, August and everything after, but uh, you know they were just kind of peaking to fame, and we were kind of you know we were kind of rising rising to fame in, in England a little bit more too, with you know yep. with Bram Rifflekit, you know some of the kind of some of the information we've had with him. After we uh, end this episode, I'm going to actually go listen to your Walnut Convention uh, song. Mm. I have it on repeat for my workout. Wow, that's you know that's humbling, but you know I can even probably play it on the show maybe just let just let people oh. hear it. Would you end the episode with that? Yeah, you know, that's a really good way to go out. So maybe we'll do that. We'll end it with that song. And again, I just got to remind the people, this was this was, this was was raw. This is not in studio. This is not production. This was just me on the piano in Vegas playing, you know, playing kind of the main stage. <laughs> they always wanted me on the main stage. So I was up there on the main stage playing it. And uh, and it just, it just kind of took over. You know, there's something in the air and it just kind of took over. Wow, that was a good time. Well, happy holidays. You know, I've always said that trees are something that move me. It's hard to explain, but ever since I was a child, I would look at the trees and I would think, I want to grow like them. I want to be moved like them. 
jump in the wind and let my leaves just blow and blow. And I want to know that someday I'll be okay. Someday I'll be used for something great. Something, someday I'll be used for something amazing. And whether, that, whether that's a chair or whether that's parenthood. I just want to be like a tree planted by the water. I don't want to be moved by the wind and the sea. And when the storms of life attack me, oh, I want to be strong. to you guys you know it's been great listening to you it's been awesome i've really enjoyed all of your episodes i just want to say happy holidays to you see you know to all your listeners and you guys have been great and i've appreciated all of your emails and all of your you know contacts and the things that you guys have said and done on behalf of wood enthusiasts in england and it's been just wonderful getting to know you guys so have a wonderful holiday gallery larry thank you so much for your support Thank you, Bram, and Merry Christmas oh, to you. It's so great to hear Bram. It's so great to have him, you know, just kind of sometimes he'll send me a little clip here and there, but I don't like to misuse his voice. I feel like it's misusing because of his fame. You know, he's you know, he's you know, he he's the Brad Pitt. You know, he's the Brad Pitt when it comes to A class celebrities. And actually 
he actually knows Brad Pitt and they spent a lot of time together. Yeah. But Brad Pitt kind of sucks now because he doesn't do any more movies, Gary. He just produces movies. He just he doesn't he doesn't act anymore, Gary. He just he just produces. Yep. He's done acting. So happy holidays yep. from me and Gary, from the Wood Enthusiast community to yours. Have a wonderful, very Merry Christmas, and let Christ be the center of your season. <laughs>